Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Branch and how you can discover this new level of softness with their iconic sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% responded that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They source the rarest 100% organic cotton for an incredible softness to start. Then they skip the toxins and harsh chemicals for a natural feel unlike anything else, and it all comes together with their signature weave. This special design feels buttery, breathable, and unlocks new levels of softness with every wash. And they stand behind their promise of softness. With their 30-night guarantee, you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. If during the 30 nights, you don't love your sheets or feel them getting softer and softer, you can send them right back. No questions asked. So head to BowlinBranch.com for 15% off your first order with code ODYSSEY. That's B-O-L-L and Branch.com. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, it is Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino. A nice Saturday afternoon out there. Elliot Shore Parks, what's up, brother? Needs to turn his mic on. You are still in, in preseason form. Anthony needs to put up the pot on the, the little inside baseball here. You got to put up the, the studio that Elliot's in. Elliot and I in different studios, an abundance of caution here. So Elliot's got to turn his mic up now, too. We've got producers coming in to help him. This is the best start to a show in WIP history. Uh, you know, hey, my we second week back in the studio. Yeah, it's so all good. I did hit the on button. The volume was the issue. But let me tell you this. You said it's a beautiful Saturday. Last week was our first week back, and I saw the beautiful Stanley Cup that Joe DeCamera Is made. beautiful the right word, Elliot? It's a little different after after yesterday. Yeah. Last week it was exciting to see. It's a little painful to look at now after that performance yeah. yesterday by the Flyers. But we have good news, which is Monday is almost here, which means Eagles training camp is almost here. Yeah, well, I think we need the Eagles more than ever right now. That was my thought during the game yesterday was go birds. Yeah. That was what I was thinking. <laughs> As uh, there's still hope there. And look, the Flyers, it's one game. I'm not, I'm not going to overreact too much, but certainly was not a great showing yesterday in game two. No, but, not fun to look at the updates on that one. It was not fun to watch. It was not a good time. They just had no energy. They were outplayed, out-hustled, out-energied, all that stuff. And um, obviously the results bore out. But we don't have to talk about that because we got Philadelphia Eagles football. And to your point, Elliot, I don't know about you, for me, I, it took a little while. You know, we preseason game was supposed to happen a couple nights ago, the first one. It's taken me a while, but now I'm finally starting to feel it a little bit. I'm finally starting to say, you know what? Football's close, man. Football's close. So the Eagles put out a video this morning of uh, their highlights some from so far. of Like, basically the OTA practices they've done over the last few days. We got Carson in a helmet throwing to Jalen Rager, Deshaun Jackson catching deep passes. And... Look, throughout this whole offseason, we've all kind of wondered what sports are going to look like. We're seeing, obviously, how the NBA looks, how the NHL looks. 
uh, you know, how, how baseball looks and all that. But we haven't had a chance to see football yet. And training camp is not a game. We'll see what the games look like. But the practice videos looked like practice. Like, as someone that's been at every training camp practice for the last eight years, it looked like a regular practice. Guys were hitting the sleds. You know, receivers were running drills. And it just felt good. Like, I could, like, I could smell training camp coming from that video. And I'm just so pumped for Monday to come to get updates. And, look, it really allows us to focus on the team and the issues it's facing and they had another new issue come up this week. So there's definitely a lot going on. Yeah, and we'll get to you are likely going to be down there on Monday. We'll yes. talk about all that coming up. But to your point, look, I think it's pretty clear right now when we're talking about the Philadelphia Eagles, there is a particular player who has been one of, if not the most important people on this team over this run that we've had the last few years, obviously an incredibly important part of the Super Bowl team. And it's time. It's that time now where, where the Zacherts contracting is becoming an issue for obvious reasons. This week, both George Kittle, Travis Kelsey signed new deals in the, what, $15 million a year range, so correct? So $15 million for Kittle out of San Francisco, and Kelsey got around, I think, $14.2 million from Kansas And Kittle's City. a little younger than Kelsey, A, a lot. A, a lot, lot younger. Like four, four years younger. So significantly younger yeah. than, than, but still in the same range. And, and look, you hear those names, I think. Anyone who plays fantasy football knows, you know, anyone who looks around the league knows that there are three tight ends that matter right now. There are three top tight ends. It's that group. It's Kelsey. It's Kittle. It's Ertz. And they are a a cut above the rest of the tight ends in the NFL. And with these deals, I mean, Zach Ertz's contract is up at the end of next season. So it's not like, you know, this is a last year of a deal type of thing, but. You see these deals, it raises the questions. This is something the Eagles are going to have to reckon with. Elliot, what, what, just off the top, your general take, and people can get involved, 215-592-9494 to weigh in. What do you think about this Zach Ertz situation and what the Eagles need to do right now? Well, I think when talking about Zach Ertz, it's important to, po- to point out that the COVID pandemic impacted all of this. These deals that we're seeing getting done, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, they probably get done back in April if not for the whole entire sports world being put on hold. So with Zach Ertz, it was always going to be what do Kittle and what do Kelsey get? Because those are the three tight ends. Those are the three tight ends that matter. Those are the three tight ends that have really kind of transformed the position over the last few years. And we call them tight ends, but what they really are are wide receivers. I know they line up at tight end and they're required to block, but they're number one receivers. Everyone that's watched Eagles football over the last few years know that Zach Ertz has been their number one receiver. I don't care if he, he's not labeled as a receiver. He leads them in targets. He leads them in catches. He leads them in all, all, every statistical receiving category. So the question is, what are these guys going to get paid like? And now we have the answer to that. Kittle getting $15 million a year, that's, that's close to number one receiver type money. Alshon Jeffrey, when he got his number one receiver type deal with the Eagles, got $13 million. So guys are being paid like receivers. So with Ertz, the question was, what are Kittle and what are Kelsey? What are they going to get? Now that they have the answer, the ball is in the Eagles' court because we know what Zach Ertz is worth. Zach Ertz is worth more than Alshon. He's worth around $14 million. I, the age difference matters. I don't know if he gets a 15 that uh, Ke- that Kittle got, but Zach Ertz is worth more than he is currently being paid. If I'm Zach Ertz, I would hold out. I don't think he's going to. Wow. He's already there. But think about this. Imagine if Ertz sat out or got hurt, right? This team would be in major trouble. He's arguably the most important player on the offense outside of Carson Wentz. They need him desperately. I don't want to hear about Dallas Goddard. He's not Zach Ertz yet. So now the Eagles and Ertz have to decide, what are we going to do? Are are they going to pay him now? Are they going to wait a year? 
Is Ertz going to force their hand? Is Ertz going to sit back and see what happens? There's a lot of decisions to be made. I can see both sides of the argument, but it, it's probably the biggest thing facing the team right now. I'll be completely honest with you. I'm incredibly torn okay. on this. I have, I've been struggling with my emotions on this because mm-hmm. on the one hand, like you just said, Zach Ertz right now, even over Miles Sanders, I think is the most important non-Carson Wentz offensive player on this team, unless you want to say Jason Kelsey or Lane Johnson. In terms of most important skill position, skill position player. player, he is absolutely the most important. He's the most important, especially in an offseason where we talked about getting Carson Wentz help, getting Carson Wentz help, and they didn't really do enough, in my opinion, to get Carson Wentz help. It makes Zach Ertz that much more meaningful, more important. And, you know, you look at these other deals, I think it's the the right range. But then I also step back and say, but this is a team that is in salary cap hell heading into next year. We've talked about the potential for the cap to go down. They are in a really tough spot. And they're going to have to start to make these type of tough decisions, whether it's Zach Ertz, whether it's Brandon Graham, whether it's Fletcher Cox down the road. I mean, there are a lot of these guys who are core pieces of a Super Bowl champion team. Again, Zach Ertz caught the winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. It doesn't get more core than that. Where we're going to have to start to make some tough decisions here, and I'm torn. Is Zach Ertz the first of those tough decisions, or is Ertz someone who has to be here? I'm really torn on this, Elliot. 215-592-9494. So the three players you named, I think, are the perfect three to talk about when discussing contracts coming up. Zach Ertz, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. By this time next year, all three will either be will either have a new contract or be off the team. None of them, I believe, will play on their current deals in the 2021 season. So when I look at those three players, all lifelong Eagles, all played a huge role in winning the Super Bowl, all have an argument, and honestly, all three might be in the Eagles Hall of Fame one day, right? Zach Ertz might be in the NFL Hall of Fame. I think Cox also has an argument to do that. But the difference between those three guys is Zach Ertz plays offense. It's that simple. This is an offensive league. I think Fletcher Cox, you can make an argument's a better player than Ertz. I would disagree, but I wouldn't. You know, it, it's it's up for debate. What Zach Ertz brings to the Eagles is what they need more than anything else right now. He helps Carson Wentz. The Eagles are only going to go as far as Carson takes them. And to some, that might be terrifying to hear. But he's only they're only going to go as far as Carson takes them. And Carson loves Zach Ertz. He's his safety blanket. He targets him all the time. He trusts him in big spots. You can't remove Zach Ertz from this offense. You just can't. And so I can see the logic of why you don't pay him. He's about to be 30. You do have Dallas Goddard. But it's just so hard for me to to live in a world where the Eagles trade Zach Ertz because you're not going to get equal value back. Yeah, look, I, I understand the trading and not getting equal value back, but at the same time, it's about roster construction, and I'm – Kind of bouncing off you here again. I'm torn. I don't know which way I think this team should go in, and I'm trying to feel it out as we talk. But when you look at the again, how do you reconcile, again, paying someone who's heading into the latter part of his career? I mean, we're paying, again, the problem, the reason the Eagles are in this predicament, salary cap-wise they're now they're in now, is because they've paid guys for past performance. Yeah. They have gotten themselves into contracts. Obviously, the Alshon one is the, the quintessential example, but of saying, all right, you did this for us, now you get paid, and it ends up screwing them. And that's something the Eagles used to be amazing at. We know about Joe Banner, the whole thing. That was a, a, a team philosophy, and it didn't always work out. They should have kept Dawkins. There are specific examples where it didn't work out. But for the most part, moving on from guys before they start to head down has always been a smart philosophy in the NFL. 
And I worry that Zach Ertz in this situation, 15 mil a year, like that's serious money for a team that doesn't have that money to spend. And again, I agree. Look, Dallas Goddard is not Zach Ertz. I don't know if he'll ever be Zach Ertz. Uh, he, he has the he potential. He probably won't be. He probably won't. He has and potential. And that's not a bad thing. And look, I mean, he's, he's a better blocker or will be, I think, down the road, a, a definitive better blocker. There are reasons to like Dallas Goddard. But even though he's not Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard is still a hell of a second tight end to have. If Dallas Goddard is your starting tight end, you're okay. You can build a really good offense with Dallas Goddard as your starting tight end, even if he's not Zach Ertz. So You think you'll be okay. You believe you'll be you okay. You don't know. There is a difference between potential and production. Like, what the Eagles ask Zach Ertz to do every Sunday cannot be overlooked. They ask him to be the number one target on that offense, right? He's the only player they have that other teams scheme to stop. He goes into the game every Sunday with the pressure of knowing he's going to get eight, nine, ten targets. He's expected to catch the majority of them. He's going to be the, the guy on third down. Dallas Goddard has had an easy job in a lot of ways. He's the backup, right? He gets to go in on spots that look good for him, right? They can game plan him. The Eagles offense can game plan for him a little more. He doesn't carry the burden of what Zach Ertz does. Over the last two years, I think we can all agree post-Super Bowl, the most frustrating part of watching the Eagles has been the inconsistency. Injuries, guys not playing well one week and playing well the next week. They start five and six. They win the last four, all those things, right? The one player that's been consistent is Zach Ertz, and I don't think that's something you can overlook when talking about just putting Dallas Goddard in there and acting like they're like it'll just be okay because he has potential. Potential is different from production, and Zach Ertz has shown you he can produce every Sunday, which is not something a lot of players on this team have shown. 215-592-9494. Real quick, and we'll get to the calls. Get involved. 215-592-9494. What do you think they could fetch for a trade? Let's say that the Eagles decide, hey, right now, this is too much to pay for Ertz. We need to start getting younger. We need to start building more through the draft and start to rebuild this mm-hmm. team around Wentz for the next decade. If they decide to go that route, what what would be a fair value or what do you think they could get on the market for Zach Ertz? I think at least a second-round pick. And the reason I say that is because if you look at the big players that have been traded recently, like Jamal Adams, obviously a younger, different type of player, they got a ton. I was surprised. By what I was they shocked. Yeah, well, I, especially I, after he came out and crapped all over his coach and GM in public. It's yeah. like, oh, you think that would hurt the team's leverage? I guess not. And then also Jalen Ramsey, another situation. I think he ended up also fetching two first-round picks, if I'm not he mistaken. Did. That is correct. And then another one, maybe even a fourth on top of that. So they got a lot for him. Zach Ertz is older, but Zach Ertz also plays offense. And like, if I'm a team, like the team that I think would trade for him and might even give you a first-round pick, Las Vegas Raiders. Gruden, Mayock, like I could see that being a fit, right? Like Chicago have had a lot of picks over the last few years, could afford to maybe give up some draft capital. Yes, he could go in and help right away. They're a team that's trying to win now. I don't think they're going to win now. Chicago would be interested, I think, you know, pairing back up with Foles. We all saw what they could do together. Zach Ertz is a very attractive trade piece because, again, consistent, and you can plug him right in, and the tight end position is becoming huge. Now you have to pay him, but I think an important thing to also note if you're, you know, debating what the, what you think that the Eagles should do. He's already on the books for $12 million in 2021. So if they decide, you know what, we'll give you $14 million. First of all, worst case scenario, he costs $2 million extra in salary cap space, right? He, this is not eating into their current space. 
more than likely that that salary cap number dips because it almost always does in the first year of a new deal. So financially, so then it balloons later, though, is the idea. It does, but like, which is how we got ourselves in this problem in the first place, Elliot. Yeah, that's fair. And again, now you're talking about it ballooning when he's 32, 33. That's the concern, as opposed to you know 30, 31. Yeah, it's it's a tenuous situation. And again, I'm I'm again I'm honestly really torn on it because I do understand the importance of Zach Ertz to this team, to this offense, to Carson Wentz. But I also know the situation this team is in. Again, with a lot of older guys, we've talked about it, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Not a lot of guys that you feel great about for the next five to seven years as a, as a building block type of piece. They can't afford to get those guys if they don't have assets, if they don't have draft capital, all that type well, of stuff. All right, let me ask you guys this. Would you trade Zach Ertz for a first-round pick right now? Yes. Wow. So you don't sound that torn. Oh, well, a first round pick is is a valuable, valuable asset. I don't you think you can get a really valuable pick. asset. Zach Ertz. I think I think I would. That was my gut reaction. Yeah, it was. was yes. and it was quick. It yes. was like very clear. clear so there you yes. go. But let me ask you this. If they don't have Zach Ertz, how much does it trade your outlook on change your outlook on the season? Well, I again, I'm not as high as others on the season to begin with. So, like, I don't think the Eagles are winning the Super Bowl this year. Unlike I know last that year, you to say. Well, unlike last year yeah. when I was all Nothing over the hurts airwaves, James more yes. than saying he doesn't it's expect the Eagles to win the Super forever Bowl forever on Amazon Prime. Yes, but I, I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl this year. So, I personally, from a, a, a roster construction standpoint, I am okay with them deciding to say, "All right, let's look to 2021 and beyond." I don't think they're going to do that, but I would be okay with it. 215-592-9494. What should the Eagles do with Zach Ertz? Because it's a tenuous situation with Kittle signing, with Kelsey signing. Ertz knows what he's worth, and I'm guessing he wants to get paid pretty soon. So that's going to be a, an interesting situation where the Eagles are at. What do you think? Of course, we started off. Our buddy. As always, Tom and Abington. Yo, fella. Yo, James. How we doing today, brother? Hey, Tommy. How are you, buddy? Good, good. Soft spice, boy. There we go. There we go, man. What up? <laughs> I got it right this week. Yeah, no, you left me hanging last week. <laughs> my bad, my bad. <laughs> um, all right, so I got two very specific uh, questions for you fellers. Uh, shout out to Justin in Tennessee there. Shout there out go. to um, Justin. Yeah, but real quick, if you're listening, Kenny, and you probably are, happy birthday. And way to give us some history yesterday on Beat the Connery. Shout out to Kenny in Bethlehem, the first person in the history of the world to beat the hammer three times. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing, wasn't it? It, it, it made my day, Tom. I'll All tell right, you that. Well, guys, destroy that Stanley Cup that's in studio. Go <laughs> yeah, jinx them, okay? Oh, I would like to say, actually, <laughs> this is perfect timing. Also, I'm, I'm driving around yesterday listening to the show. Joe DeCamera not only jinxed them, he, like, laid the ultimate jinx He on. was brazen mm -hmm. about he, it. He was sitting mm -hmm. there like, it's so nice to know tonight they'll be up 2-0. I'm like, buddy. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I, 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 he's like throwing caution to the wind. Like Carter Hart didn't play well, but I think Joe is definitely the reason they lost. hundred percent played well. Yeah. yeah, yeah Why do you true. think? Because because well, Joe DeCamera yeah. set it up that way. Flame Joe. The, yep. The hammer jinx. Um. So so my question. So first off, uh, your stance on um Zach Ertz there, Elliot. That's mm -hmm. that's why Joe Aquino is a bigger Wentz hater than you. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I guess you're right. Joe just yeah, I totally agree with you. There's no way they should let Zach Ertz go. He's got four to five more years of, of productivity at a Pro Bowl level, as I see it. So I agree. Give him a contract. And I also, I'll say this, that the things that differentiate him from Kittle and Kelsey, 
I think actually makes his game age better. Like because Zachert, he doesn't bang as much. Right. Well, and also yeah. Zacherts does he doesn't rely on like elite level athleticism. He's a great route runner. He knows to do the little things to get open. Kittle could develop into that. Kelsey's there a little closer, but Kittle's just really good at this point because he's just like a cannon. Like you can't bring him down. He's a freak athletically. I agree. Yeah. I mean, five years is probably a lot, but I I think Ertz has at least three more years of being in that top three tight end discussion and being like a dominant player. And as Howard always says, you can't just shake the tight end tree, right? Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah. look, Dallas Goddard's a great backup, but we don't know if he can be a great starter. There's a, a huge True. difference. True. All right, so my questions. One, uh, what do you think Hurts, the plan is with Hurts? Like, are they going to um, let Suffell go and make him the backup after this year, or do you think that they're going to package him up? Well, so the interesting thing about Sudfeld and Hertz is, so Doug was on with Angelo this week and said that the the backup snaps in training camp are going to be going to Nate Sudfeld. He said the you know Carson and Nate as it will, should, I guess. I mean, I would rather have Nate Sudfeld if like again. Well, who do you think's better, Nate or or Jalen? Right now, Nate. Yeah. I mean, Jalen Jalen Hurts is not ready to play Jalen Hurts. Right look, look. Tommy, what's your other question? Because we're up against a break. We'll answer it after. Real real quick. um, All right. So in true um, Scott from Barrington, Brother Scott's fashion, I'll I'll just ask you and listen to the answer on the radio. Um, I want you guys to each pick out a a position group that has the most potential to compare to the Phillies' bullpen. Ah, all right. That's a great question. I think the linebackers is the obvious answer. Tommy, thanks for the call. We'll answer that as well, and we'll get into this, the plan for Jalen Hurts, because Elliot is, is you know, I was about to say down there. You haven't been. You will Hopefully be. But, soon. But Elliot is connected, knows kind of what's what going on with is. the team and, and what the plan with Jalen Hurts is. So that is coming up next, plus your calls. It's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. The plan for Jalen Hurts. Elliot Short Parks. And coming up, we'll answer Tom's other question. And we'll get back to the phones in just one second, but we'll answer Tom's other question about the Phillies bullpen. Great uh, question. It is a great question. I would say none. Uh, they're, they're nothing in this on this planet can be as bad as the Phillies bullpen. They are so bad. Like, historically, historically bad. Um, a- an <laughs> epically, unbelievably bad unit I'm on a team. I'm watching the game last night, and... Yeah, Hector Neris comes in, who's like the one that you're like, okay. Supposed to be able to trust, right? right? Yeah. First pitch. Yep. I'm like, all right, well, here we go. <laughs> here we go. I'm just shocked they actually won the game. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to that a little later. Elliot, real quick before we get back to the phones, what is the plan for Jalen Hurts as far as you know? Right. So uh, Doug was on with Angelo this week and said that in training camp, it's going to be hard for him to get snaps because Carson and Nate are going to be getting the snaps to prepare for the season, which essentially tells you there is no competition. Nate Sudfeld is the backup quarterback. Jalen Hurts is the number three quarterback. In that scenario, it is going to be very tough, in my opinion, for Jalen to get on the field because if you're not getting reps in training camp, especially a quarterback, it is going to be tough to get ready. And then once the regular season starts, there's even fewer snaps to go around because Carson's getting more of them, Nate's getting less, and third-string guys are running the scout team. Now, maybe Jalen gets in a few trick play packages. I'd be surprised if they did that. I don't think they would want to do it to Carson. I think they view Jalen as a legitimate, like, drop-back quarterback. I don't think they view him as a, you know, a, a Taysom Hill sure. type of guy. But you said something before the break I thought was interesting that I disagree with. You said you'd rather have Nate Sudfeld. And I see that point because Nate knows the offense and all those things. 
But if you legitimately think well, that Nate Sudfeld gives his team a better chance to win than Jalen Hurts does, then why did you use a second-round pick on Jalen I Hurts? didn't want like, them to. Okay, but I'm I just didn't saying, want them okay. to take – I think it was a gigantic mistake to – that's my answer to that. Right. I would not have taken Jalen Hurts in the second round. Ultimately, look, if Wentz, God forbid, gets hurt for an extended period of time – then it's a different story. Then you're talking about getting Hurts real work and all that right. stuff. I'm talking about if Wentz is out for a game or a half, I feel a lot more comfortable with this weird offseason all that with a guy who knows the offense, has played with these guys, has practiced with these guys for years, and knows the system better in that situation. You know what I mean? And, and I see that point, but but shouldn't Jalen be so much better than Nate that it doesn't matter? I mean, he's a second-round pick. You this, would think. Like, I, I, but again, I, I would not have taken him. So well, Neither would I have. Well, Although... They do might have a long-term need, but whatever. That's the discussion. Stop for it. A Stop it. 215 I think we both agree with Tom. The linebackers, I think, are easily the – if anyone's going to be a Phillies bullpen, it's the linebackers. Oh, I think right? it's the receivers. That's possible, too. W- without question. Because no, the receivers have more hurt. pressure. Yeah. I mean, you can hide linebackers. You can't hide the bullpen, and it's hard to hide receivers. I like that call. That, that could go that way. All right, he was mentioned last segment, taking WIP by storm, the feller himself. Let's go to Tennessee and talk to Justin. Hey, buddy. What's happening, boys? How you doing today? What up? Big game, James, and Easy E in the house. Hey, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like I that. I could go with that. Big you game, save James. That drop. Like James Shields over here. <laughs> well, uh, how about it, E? What you got for us today? Oh, man, let me tell you, Justin. All week, I've been thinking, I know you're going to call in and ask. I feel bad. I didn't watch the movie. Yeah. I have to be completely I, honest. For what it's worth, Justin, I gave him a bunch of crap. He for did. It before the show. I, I even was like, He's like, should I'm I trying lie? to find like, time. And should I tell him I watched it? I was like, no, don't tell him you watched it. But no, I, don't t- we uh, need you. a review. Yeah, I know. You're right. Justin, I'm sorry. I will, what's it called again? A Few Good a Men? A Few Good okay. Men. <laughs> Jesus. Right. Well, I will watch it this week. And I can tell you that right now. <laughs> it ain't Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon. It's yeah. Jack Nicholson and Tom Cruise. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I will. I, here's the truth. I'm not a movie guy. Like, my girlfriend Kristen's not huge into movies either. So it's hard to find time to do it. But I will, I promise you, you call next week. I promise you I will watch the movie. We're gonna, I will we're find gonna, time. We're going to hold him to that, Yeah, Justin. I will do yeah. it this week. All right, Just, Justin, what do you think of this Ertz thing? Uh, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, James. Uh, if somebody called and said, hey, we'll give you a first for Ertz, in one, one area I would be like, yep, let me have it, you know. But mm-hmm. in the next, I really don't trust the Eagles with the drafting of first-round pick either well, right that's now. That's a good point. Because of drafting Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Hurt. that is I a mean, good point. I mean, it's the drafting the last few years has been horrible, and instead of drafting Jalen Hurts, they, they could have taken Denzel Mims, Kristen Fulton, but we've been down that road a million times. But well, I that's think interesting they'll eventually thing. pay Hurts. Uh, I don't think it'll be 14 or anything like that. I think he'll come in at like maybe – 13, take a hometown discount maybe for a couple, three years. But what I really want to see is them utilize both tight ends, kind of like the Patriots did with Hernandez and Gronk, man. I mean, we've still really not got to see that type of output from these guys that we were hoping to. In my opinion, I don't think we have. What's interesting, too, and and that's a good point about them trying to use both more, I think Goddard played like 60% of the snaps last year, which is a lot for a backup tight end. But if you look at it, statistically, when they ran 12 personnel, which is both tight ends on the field at the same time, they were one of the worst teams in the league at doing it. So you would wow. think you would surprising. Think, you would think that for them having, in my opinion, two of the best 10, t- 10 tight ends in the league. Certainly the best tight end combo that any yeah, team not even can close. say. Yeah. Uh, I do, mean, you think, do you think maybe it's because the receiver, receivers were so bad last year that they didn't 
you know, pay attention to the receivers maybe? Yeah, that, I mean, that could be part it of it. So bad. it. It's also, let's be real, the Eagles offense was not good last year at many things, no, right? I mean, until the end of the year. And even then, yeah. they won those games. I guess Washington, they scored a lot of points. But outside of that, they were relatively low scoring. So, well, I mean, yeah, that's part of it. You guys have hit on it a million times. It's just been such a slow plotting offense without the big the big plays but hey mm-hmm. you know i like what we saw out of sean yesterday on that uh, video the infamous video play, at this point. Uh, it, maybe he's he's fully recovered from that core injury and hopefully you know we can get a good 14 16 games out of him this year i'm not crossing my fingers and putting all my hope on that but yeah, anyway, just, he looked explosive on that play but hey guys just keep doing your thing i'm gonna keep listening boys thank you right, and i'll watch great, it this week great call. i will watch it we're this gonna week. hold elliot to a great call as always um. Yeah. Look, I, I, I'm torn. Again, I keep coming back to being torn about this situation. I really, I, I could see going either way on the Earth situation. Let's go to Southwest Philly and talk to my good buddy Ike. Yo, Ike. What's up, buddy? What's up, man. Nice. I told you I was calling. I late, appreciate but, um, it. I'm taking nah, it. But I'm very happy that y'all back on here. I really enjoy y'all's show. Thanks, Both man. Y'all, man. Thanks for calling yes. in. Oh yeah, no doubt. Yo, um, I wanted to talk about something that I ain't heard nobody talk about, the, the running back depth. Yeah. I'm in the opposite opinion. I actually like our running back depth. I like I like every running back we got. I even like, I like the boy Chris Warren that we picked mm-hmm. up. Cause I remember he was destroying Memphis, and I understand it's a, big, it's a long way from Memphis to NFL defenses, but he a big back, and he ran good up, up the middle or whatever. So I think that would be a nice change of pace guy. And I like the guy Killings that we got from you. Um, what was it from uh, Central Florida or yep, whatever? Yeah. And I know he might need a little time to develop, but people didn't think Darren, Darren um, Sproles when he first came out was going to make the impact that he made in the league because they thought he was too small. I think he got a chance too. I, I like I like what we did in these drafts. Of course, Hurts was a little question mark, but I like the receivers we got. I think a couple of those is going to pay pan out. I think we're going to be all right. So I'm I'm think? I'm not as high on the receivers as you are, but let me tell you, I think your analysis of the running back position is spot on. I think the running back position might be the deepest on the team. I agree with you about the undrafted guys for sure. And what I really like about them is the one coach on this team outside of Doug that's shown that he can develop guys is Deuce. We haven't Deuce. seen them do it at any other position. So Deuce, I think, can get him going. But outside of just the undrafted guys, I think Miles Sanders and Boston Scott are one of the best running back duos in the league, period. Like, they, they do what you want from running backs these days. Both of them can catch it out of the backfield. Last last year, over the last four weeks, when Boston and Miles really played together, they were two of the most productive receiving running backs in the NFL. Like, they can go downfield. They're dangerous in open space. So I, I 100% agree with you. I think the running back position on this team is maybe the deepest and maybe the best overall position on the team. Wow. Yeah, and I think Ertz. I would keep Ertz because Ertz and Wentz got that little chemistry, man. And yeah. if you got three or four more good years in him, that chemistry, like you like to have that guy to have his little uh, tight end, his security blanket. And the tight end is like one of the most important things for a, 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 receiver, I mean, a quarterback. So that's just my opinion, man. I'm I'm, I'm going to be hollering at y'all every week, man. Y'all please. Yeah, please do. Ike, it's a yes, pleasure, sir. man. Thanks for calling, uh, brother. Um, Something he just brought up made me think of something else. So – Three or four more years with Zach Ertz. I would agree that's probably true. Like, to trade Zach Ertz for a first-round pick, I get that, like, the uh, value might be good there. But the window to win with Carson Wentz is right now. 
Like the window to win with Carson. Well, you hope the window is is an extended window, right? You but can I hope whatever you want. I'm just saying Carson is going to be 28 at the end of the year. Yeah, he's look theoretically, athletically, he is entering that prime type of his his life. So theoretically, where I disagree with what you said, and I think it's a key distinction to make. He is not entering. He should be in it. Right. He is no, in his like, fifth no, I'm year. saying right. 27 years old is generally considered people's athletic peak is what right. I'm saying. So that, that's the point I would make about trading Ertz away is I get the value of it. I get the long-term play of it. If you're going to win with Carson, you're more than likely going to do it in the next two or three years. Maybe you know, maybe four or five if he ages well. But like Carson's not young anymore. Carson no, is in. No, but you hope that, I mean, at that position, and granted, he has to mature and develop and learn to play the game different ways and all that type of stuff. But in theory, I mean, we, I mean, Brady's obviously the the extreme yeah. extreme, but we see quarterbacks play until their late thirties and and be right. But but my point players. is, in terms of Carson being like Carson should be at his best, in my opinion, right now. Well, like, because they he's drafted, an athletic guy, but, because he relies on athleticism, you would say, yeah, for the version of Carson once we see right now, the athletic ability is a major part of that. So I I, I don't I'm not completely disagreeing with you i'm just saying i think it should be slightly longer than than you're implying yeah and it definitely could be but the overall point i'm making is like we should not be trading away assets to help win in three four years like first round picks i get you expect them to contribute sooner but if they trade her it's for a first round pick in 2021 that player realistically should not be expected to make the same er impact Ertz does until what his second year so you're talking about 2024 2023 like carson needs help now Carson is on his second deal. He's had already two major injuries. He suffered a concussion. Like, Carson needs help now to help him win. Yeah, we all hope. Look, I hope in eight years we're still talking about Carson because I think it's amazing to talk about. But realistically, we need to look at this as the window is not as big as it used to be. He's older. He's in his fifth year. He's suffered injuries. So you have to help him win now, and keeping Zach Ertz does that. Let's go to King of Prussia and talk to Mad Mike. Mike, you mad today? Hey, I'm always mad. Oh. <laughs> Here's my thing. My overarching thesis that I always fall in with is that Howie Roseman is a garbage GM. And I'll tailor it to what we're it's talking qu it's about. It's qu quite a thesis. Yeah. Hold, right on, there. hold on really quick, Mike. So this past week, we recorded a pod uh, on the Gobert's pod talking about Howie. And I swear on my life, I thought of you during the pot. I was like, oh, well, I know the you. one guy is going to call in and, and talk about this. But go it ahead. Makes me feel very, uh, very appreciated. No um, problem. No, here's the thing, right? Uh the Eagles are a complete dumpster fire right now. Like their their cap for next year is completely is 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 a mess. Uh, they they keep signing players because they have some emotional connection to the players. Uh, I we need Joe Banner like a Joe Banner type GM back. It's not Joe Banner. I take Joe Banner back in a heartbeat. But here's here's the problem is we can't keep giving contracts to players that because of what they did in the past. And, and I love Zach Ertz, but I need to pull the security blanket away from Carson because I think Carson targets him way too much. I think it inhibits Carson's quarterback growth. And I think we, already, we, can't, we can't afford a luxury of having two awesome tight ends. You have to get rid of one, and you got to start cleaning up this mess because you already said it, that we have a – Carson has a window of time, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we've screwed up this team. This team's not good enough next year. And I would cut Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox today if I could. Wow. Because I think they're both overrated. I mean, Brandon Graham is way overpaid. And I think Fletcher Cox takes a lot of plays off. But I think that you really need to Mike is thinking. mad today. Mike is mad yeah, every day. Wow. Yeah, but we really need to clean this team up because we're going to waste all of 
so Mike, look, so Mike, look, here's thanks for the call. We're up yeah, against it. So I I agree with some of what he said. Disagree with a lot of it. I would not cut Brandon Graham and Fletcher. No, Cox that's uh, crazy talent. And I think they his, do need an infusion of young talent, which they've talked about. We know that. No, I I do think that his point's correct about. Uh, you know, you, you have to pay for what players will do versus not what they have done. Zach Ertz can also still help. So I don't think that point completely holds with Ertz. 215-592-9494. We'll continue to talk about Zach Ertz and the contract situation. What to do? What could they get for him? We'll get into that. Get your phone calls as well. But, of course, the playoffs are here, Elliot, for hockey and basketball. And we got baseball action continuing Football is right around the corner, and so many of the Go Birds faithful have already joined us and set up their accounts and are having a blast. Legally betting on sports makes the games more fun. We've been having some fun with this, oh, yeah. uh, the Parks Sportsbook Casino app. Uh, I know that uh, if you're interested today, Portland in the NBA is a... Uh, I love Portland's I eyes. am very in on Portland's eyes. Just to, to win the playing game, they are a minus six uh, favorite. I think they win that game handily. I think they're much better than Memphis. That's an example of one of the things you can bet on with the Parks Sportsbook and Casino app. And like you, we love all the home teams. That's why we go with the home team and have the home field advantage when it comes to sports betting. My team at Parks Sportsbook and Casino is right here in Bucks County. Your action and your money are safe and secure on their easy-to-use sports betting app. The only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania. The Parks Sportsbook and Casino app. You can bet with the best. It's fun, intuitive, it's easy to use. Sign up now and get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Yes, $500 risk-free. Download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use the promo code GOBIRDS, G-O-B-I-R-D-S, GOBIRDS, to get your risk-free bet of up to $500. That's P-A-R-X, casino.com slash PA, the website has all the details. Risk-free bet refunded on a loss on your free bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is, this is, this is good producing right here. Well done, Ant. A little easy eat. Um, That's well done. Right I there. thought this was something else for a second. It is yeah. Go Birds Radio presented by... Parks, Sportsbook, and Casino. If this here two hours is not enough of Elliot and, and me for no. you, which, you know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but if it is It shouldn't be. Well, look at you. The, the modesty. I love yeah, that. That's, I, I that's would have said it, it's, it's too much already, but uh, check us out. Uh, at Go Birds Pod on Twitter, we put up three pods a week in addition to this radio show, so uh, check us out. You can interact with us on Twitter, uh, at Elliot Troy Parks, at James Seltzer, at Go Birds Pod, and... Uh, Check out the pod. Someone I know checks out the pod from down in Florida because he calls me and tells me about it. My good buddy, Ja'Cory. Hey, Ja'Cory, how are you? What's going on, Seltz? What's going on, Elliot? What up, man? Thanks uh, for Ja'Cory, calling in. Ja'Cory will call me like a Monday morning or a Tuesday and be like, hey, man, I listened to the pod. I really liked it. I thought you guys were great. Nice. So that's my dude. I, I appreciate you listening. Yeah, I'm going to listen to it more. Now I'm doing uh, literature, art, um, you know, like math. You know what I'm saying? I'm in college right now, so. Okay. Man, it's, it's, Where do you go to school? Oh no, it's, I go to a community college down here in Florida. Oh, nice, very nice. Yeah, yeah, man. But um, I I think we got to keep Ertz, man. Um, you know he 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 unlocks you know the offense. You know he opens up things for the running game, the passing game, for the deep balls, and like he's the best. I to me he's the best route running tight end in the league. 
Agreed. To me, he has better he has better hands than Kettle and um, Kelsey. I think um, what the, the players got to do is they got to go in there to Howie's office and to Mr. Lurie's office and vouch for urge. You know, I think you're saying Bryce Harper. It they need to they need to yeah. get their Bryce Harper on. Yeah, you gotta vouch. You gotta go in there and vouch for Ertz. Like, hey, we gotta get this deal done for Ertz. You know, he done busted his behind. Yeah, where's you Carson know? Wentz yeah, getting say, Zach Ertz's it, back? I mean, it, come on, it right? It won't take many players. It'll <laughs> take just the most important person <laughs> yeah. in the building, Carson, yeah, to walk he, in there. He yeah. busted it. You know, he gave his ribs for us to get to the playoffs last year in that Dallas game. Yeah, and look, you know? the, the point you made about Zach Ertz's hands, I, I agree. Ertz has great hands. It's also worth pointing out last year, Dallas Goddard, and Ertz wasn't perfect last year. He struggled in that Miami game, but. Dallas Goddard fumbled the ball against Dallas in that game early on, which really had led. Had drop against the Lions in the yes, back of the exactly. end zone. Remember that? Yep, he had the drop against the Lions in the end zone. So again, difference between potential and production. Like I like Dallas Goddard a lot. Asking to step into what Zach Ertz does is a big ask. It really, really is. Yeah, and I just got three more things too. One more thing. Um, three more things that I want to give. Um, everybody's talking about Deshaun Tate yesterday. I want to talk about this Quez Watkins State. Uh, um, the video that's going around. I tagged uh, Seltzer on Twitter with it. I didn't burnt, see it. Uh, I'll take a Doug. look. Yeah, I want to see this he video. Burnt. I haven't seen it. Yeah, he. I tagged the um, pod and um. Okay, Seltzer. I'll check it out. He yeah, we'll a, look it up. He, he had a one-handed catch against Rasul. He burnt him real bad. Uh, number two is I think we should get one more pass rusher like Ziggy Gonzalez. He just turned down like a nine hundred thousand dollar deal from San Fran. So if he's like. If it's like a mil or $1.5 million deal, I'd do it for Zig Yonza. And, and the last thing, James Rose, you got to agree with this. The best combination, Smucker's um, strawberry jam, strawberry jam, and just peanut butter to make a peanut butter jelly sandwich. Oh, Corey, uh, yeah. great call. I'm going to need that Thank repeated. What, what, what he was said Jif and some Schmucker's jam. The problem is, is, is I'm a skippy guy. Yeah, I'm sorry, okay. Jacory. I, I like I, good. Look, any peanut butter, I'm in. Don't get me crunchy. wrong. Crunchy, but I can go peanut crunchy butter. or smooth. Either way, I'll go both. But it's it's definitely a Skippy household. Oh, I disagree. You're We're, a Jif guy. Oh, oh, without question. Oh, I mean, have... Skippy feels like a, a child's brand. I might just have to walk out of the studio yeah. right now. But like, this they're is... both great for sure. But I mean, I'm Team Jeff at the end of the day. Uh, Brian in New Jersey, what's better, Skippy or Jeff? Oh, I'm going to go with Jeff. Oh, there you go. See, he's a smart man this already. This is outrageous. I, What's like, going on? What's Brian, going on, you let me down. We're good buddies. You let me down. My bad. My bad. So, yo, I, I didn't know you guys were doing uh, Go Birds again. I'm, I love it. So, every, I'm everyone, happy. every Saturday, one to three, we'll be right here in this studio. No, nah, I know. I know. I know, Tom. I just I didn't know. I didn't know when you guys were starting. But, you know, football's coming up. It's kind of crazy. It's, like, yeah. weird. Like, it's Sneaking weird. up like, on us, Bri. For well, real, the year's flown real. by so quick, you know. So, no, so I want to get <laughs> yeah, in on right. this. Earth. It feels like six oh, years in one. Yeah, I want to get in on this Earth thing. Honestly, I'm I got to be with Elliot on like you can't get rid of Earth. Like basically, you we all know he's Carson's best best option. He's the safety blanket. Like, look, when we drafted Jalen Rager, and not Justin Jefferson, which we don't know if it's a mistake or not. But the best point I heard made on it was the fact that we have. Dallas Goddard, and we have Ertz. We have those two big guys. Like mm-hmm. that was the reason we got a smaller, like Deshaun Jackson type guy, which makes sense to me. It does, but like we can't get rid of one of them now. Like, like if you take a step back and look at it, like how how stupid does it really sound? Like 
we do not have good receivers, mm-hmm. and we're, we're not the best passing team in the NFL. Like, at, at well, all. and and, and so, to your to your point, really quick, like we're calling them tight ends. What they really are are skill position exactly, players, exactly. particularly yeah. Ertz. I mean, Ertz is so, particularly a wide receiver. So like Goddard projects like that too, though. No, but I mean, Goddard is a better blocker. Goddard does a little bit more. Is that yeah. point? But and I, I think it was crazy. Just a side point. I don't agree with it at all. I know neither will you guys. I seen PFF, which is off a lot. They rated Goddard better. I did they rated see this. Six over Earth, which is no, kind of crazy. That's stupid. But, but um, PFF yeah, does like, a lot of things where you just go, well, that's uh, they, dumb. So I like PFF, but I I agree with you. There rating are a Goddard lot. I feel like ridiculous. more often than not, I go, well, that's stupid. Okay. No, no. Cool. But like, it just sounds crazy to get rid of like the best receiver quotation receiver on the Eagles like it's yeah. crazy well and but, especially when we all agree the one thing this offense is missing is talent like right like we would all agree that Carson is not surrounded by the best group of skill position players and I wanted to ask you guys um because you're talking about linebackers and I know I know y'all hate on my guy Nathan Gary not fun. all of us, get, actually, Brian. Yeah, Elliot, Elliot finish, is on man. Gary Island with you. You two oh, are me, hanging me out you, on man. the island together. Yeah, each no, week but, uh, we'll have to talk. Up, what's up What's up with the rookie, Kayvon Wallace or whatever? He's supposed to be good, right? Well, he's a safety. He's a safety. safety. Davion oh. Taylor is the, the linebacker they draft in the oh, third I round. Got, I got him mixed. I got him and mixed. And he's, right. he's raw. So, great call, Brian. Thanks for calling. Well, Keep so, him coming. So, Brian's point, I mean, Kayvon is a safety, but he will be playing in the box quite a bit. Right, right, right. But Davion Taylor was the linebacker they selected in the third round who is super athletic, just raw, if I'm And Sean mistaken. Bradley out of? To you. There you go. Love so it. they have two young linebackers. I think we'll be getting some playing time more, especially, and look, I'm not going to go down my Jatavis Brown retiring analysis hole because I know. I don't think anyone needs yeah, that. No. But I, I do think that you'll be seeing more Sean Bradley this year than I initially thought. All right. It's, it's uh, Usually on this show, we don't get the opportunity to talk to the person who won drop of the week Ooh. on the WIP Midday show this week, but. That's what we get to do now is Jay in West Philly calls in after delivering a haymaker line to the camera earlier this week. What up, Jay? Oh, oh man, I was busy yesterday. I can't hear the radio. You won drop of the, of the week. week, yeah, for your, oh, your line man. about Joe's girlfriend, which was oh. hilarious. Oh, man, I wanted to hear Joe reaction to me with it. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. It was pretty That's good, crazy. Jay. Yeah. But look, I, I would probably trade Ertz, man. Mm. I'll trade Ertz. He had his highest value right now. I mean, we drafted well, That's probably true. He probably is at his highest value with a year left on the deal and, you know, 29, not 30 yet, not over that yeah. magical number. I mean, this is his highest value, I would think. I agree with that. Well, yeah. but look, man, do, do you think the Eagles are better or worse without Zach Ertz? Uh, of course they're going to be worse. Okay, well, so. He's at his highest value yet, but I don't think. I mean, I know Goddard would be a drop off, but you got to let him play, man. Because that was the same thing when we had Selig. Selig was still at the top of his game. Yeah. He drafted I, But I would also They're say right. now two tight ends are a little more uh, a little more, a little more prevalent in offenses. Look, I, I don't disagree with your point. Zach Ertz's value is probably the highest it's going to be. In a year, he'll be a year older, all those things. I'm just not ready to get rid of the Eagles' best player on offense that's a skill position player. I just... Like, you got to give Carson a chance here. And I, I thought Carson played well at the end of the year. But see, I'm on the other end. Like you say, ESC, he's, what, 28? Like, he's just, what, fourth year? Most quarterbacks in their fifth, sixth year, by the yeah, well, Carson's so, twenty-seven. He'll be twenty-eight. He started at the end a little of the year. later than some, you right? Know, like, yeah, exactly. but see, but that would, but that would be, I would think, would to your point, that's why you keep her. It's because you, you want, yeah. you want to help Carson win now. Right. Yeah, well, look, look, he should have been doing that by now. We, well, we, we agree on that one. Oh gosh. 
Jay, play a Jay game. we're not getting into this today, are we? <laughs> look, man, if you want hey, to trade Ertz to get Jalen Hurts a weapon in a few years, then we can talk. But if you're trying to, <laughs> exactly, if you're this show is going this, off the rails right now. We're going to invest all this money in the Ertz so he can break his ribs again on another oh, throw in the playoff. Jay, <laughs> be good, brother. I'll talk to you this week. I'll talk to y'all next week. All right, all right see you, man. Yeah, I, 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 what am I supposed to do with that? Come on. Hey, look. I think I'm right about Carson in a lot of ways, but I know one thing I'm right about too is the window is not as big as people think. Like Carson, you have to try to win now with Carson. Like what what is this like have him till he's 35, 38? Yeah, you hope, but who actually knows if that's going to happen? Like Carson has suffered two major injuries. He's suffered his first concussion. We all know, you know, players that get concussions, it's scary for sure. So like I'm not in the I'm not in the mode of giving up skill position players around Carson for draft picks. I'm just not. If you want to tell me Defensive guys, other things like that, yeah, okay, maybe. Like, I would be more open to fl- trading Fletcher Cox than I would be Zach Ertz. But I'm not taking weapons away from Carson. I'm not, especially when we saw the offense already struggle last year. Like, y- this is an offensive league. The Eagles will win as far as Doug and Carson takes them, and they are better suited to do that with Zach Ertz. 215-592-9494. Coming up next, I'm going to throw another Ertz scenario at Elliott Short Ooh, Parks. I want to nice. see... What he thinks about this is a potential way to navigate this and almost maybe push it off a little bit, the decision. That's okay. coming up next, plus your calls. It's Go Birds Radio. It's Seltzer. It's Short Parks. We'll be right back. It is Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino. We'll be here every Saturday, 1 to 3 with you. Coming up in a minute, I'm going to throw another potential Earth scenario at Elliott Shore Parks to see how he would handle that one or if this is a, a potential way that the Eagles could handle it. First, it's his birthday today. Oh, happy birthday. It was mentioned on the show earlier and also yesterday became the first person in the history of the world to beat the hammer three times and beat the hammer. The one, the only Kenny from Bethlehem. What up, Kenny? Happy birthday, man. Hey! For all you amateurs out there, that's how you switch from speaker. <laughs> <laughs> that was clever. That was that good was work good. by you. Yes. What's up, my friends? How are you? Happy birthday, my guy. Oh, thank you, ESC. I really appreciate that. You know, my wife said I can do whatever I want all my day. And I said, I want to call Goldberg. Oh, there you man. go. You need to shoot higher, Kenny. Nah, it's have, the only we way appre- to celebrate. We appreciate it. Well, you know what? It, it, it's, I, I, I thought I shot higher yesterday. So You did. You, you, you fulfilled all the birthday wishes yesterday. That was, that was a delight. You, you made so everyone around here happy. It, it's been a wonderful birthday weekend, and, and you guys are, are a part of it, which I would, I would want nothing less. Thanks, buddy. Um, and first of all, shout out to Tom. My my partner in, in radio calling crime mm-hmm. for for the shout out. And if you guys don't mind, I want to give one last give me jobs as a shout out to my boy Barchard. There you go. The dearly departed. I know I'm going to talk like the about He's alive. Yeah, he's, he's, he's happy. He's doing fine. He is missed, it was his though. You're decision, right. But yes, yes we, we do miss him. Appreciate the shout I'm sure he appreciates the shout out. Yeah, if you're listening, brother, you always made me feel like a rock star whenever I called. And I wish you luck in your current endeavors. I wish you nothing but the best. Very nice, man. We'll same. pass it on yeah, if he's not Feel listening. the same way. What's on your mind, okay. Ken? I want to talk about Zach Ertz. And as you guys know, I, I very rarely talk about sports because what is it? 
sports talk station. <laughs> but Buddy Ryan once said about Chris Carter, all he does is catch touchdowns. Yep. All Zach Ertz does is get open. Mm-hmm. And when people are like, oh, he's Carson Wentz in safety. But well, that's because he's open. Yep. He's open all the time. And this is a guy with no significant speed, with – Really, I mean, he's big and he's and he's definitely tough. Question is toughness, but he's not particularly strong, like in comparison with the rest of the league. Or elusive. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, we talk about it all the time. Like I have a coworker who knows football pretty well, and he's like, "How he's, is he always open?" I said, "He runs perfect routes." That I mean, it comes down to that. It, it, it really does. He's a he's a fundamental football player, and because of all that. I think he's got a lot of longevity in this league. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be relevant till his mid to late thirties. I really do. Yeah, and what, what's interesting, what you brought happy, up, Kenny, is, happy uh, birthday, bud! Yeah, happy birthday, call, man! Thanks. Go, go, Thanks. enjoy your birthday. <laughs> well, what, what you brought up, I think, interesting is a criticism you hear of Ertz, somewhat compared to the other two, talking about Kittle and Kelsey, is, uh, well, Ertz gets targeted so much. Well, that means two things to me. It means he's getting open all the time, and it means the Eagles need him more. Like, yes, he is targeted a lot, but there is a reason that Kittle and Kelsey are not targeted as much in uh, their for their respective teams as Ertz is. The Eagles eat, need Ertz more. So, look, if you want to tell me Kittle is better than Ertz, he's four years younger, I won't fight you that much on it. I, per- I think Kelsey and Ertz is a toss-up, but, like, the reason Ertz gets targeted more is because he is more important to the Eagles, at least right now, then uh, Kittle is to San Francisco and Kelsey is to uh, Kansas City. And that matters when discussing paying the guy. It just does. 215-592-9494. I actually, of all the things we've talked about today, that's been one of the, I think, the best points towards keeping Ertz, towards signing him long-term is is that uh, that makes a lot of sense to me, that he what he does well is something that will age well in yeah. the league. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Route running is what he does great. He's got great hands. He doesn't need the physical ability to separate in the same way. He's going to be a big dude no matter what. So I do think that's a, a very fascinating argument. I'm going to ask you a question about the Earth's contract and how they can play it out in one second. But first, let's go to another midday show star, Darren in South Philly. What's up, buddy? Well, so first off, happy birthday, Ken. Even though you don't know how to return a text message, buddy, still enjoy your day. <laughs> What's on your mind, D? Uh, first off, what's on my mind is I'm so happy you guys are back. Thank I'm you, man. I'm still waiting on my call to be uh, the, the, the heir apparent replacement departure. Just saying. I mean, that was <laughs> just. I mean. It's, it's, but, it's uh, coming. It's coming. One day. Can't wait. Can't wait. But I need you, Elliot, to slow your roll on this Darius Slay hype. Like, okay. I mean, Reading the Twitter, he's like I said. I'm not saying he's not good. He's good, but let's just pause our breaks. I'm a little, I'm a little too scared and worried to get hyped uh, over another corner. We all remember when we signed Nami, and we were like, yes, no. So I can't go through that situation. And I'm not completely over and ready to give up on Rasul and Sydney. I think they are the Aaron parent, the next coming, the second, I'm sorry, the third or fourth coming of Bobby and Troy, in my opinion. Hmm. That's just how I look at him. They That's a, wow, still believe in telling, telling me to calm down my view of Darius Slay, and you're out here calling Sidney and Rasul Bobby. And I mean, that's a that look. I like Rasul Douglas a lot. I probably like him more than Sidney, although I'm more, I am on kind of your side with that. I do still believe to a certain degree in Sidney and Rasul, but Darius Slay, like I get that they've had trouble at corner, 
But that's we no reason have. not to be optimistic about him. I mean, this guy. I'm sorry, my optimism is shattered. I mean, let's just. 2020 taught us anything. Optimism is overrated. <laughs> yeah, but why are you optimistic about Sidney and Rasul, but not Darius I mean, Slay? To be fair, Darius Slay has done a lot more in the NFL than those guys have. I mean, I think, he's a proven commodity, as they say. I just think honestly, we need to get rid of the defensive coordinator. And again, I, it's not, I don't hate Oh, Jim I completely Johnson. disagree. I strongly with you. disagree, D. I, just I think Jim Schwartz is one of the best our, coaches in the NFL at what he does. He doesn't, he doesn't give our the corners a, a, a good enough chance to develop where they can be. Now, I don't know if that's on him or if that's on the defensive back coach, but I feel as though they, you know what I'm saying? You don't have a guy dressed and not playing. Yeah, look, I'm, Jim Schwartz is not perfect, but you know what he is? He he does, like, the defense with the Eagles, with him as coordinator, is fairly consistent. They'll have two or three games a year where they do struggle. We saw that last year against Minnesota and uh, in Dallas. But overall, the Eagles' defense holds teams to around 18, 21 points consistently, and that is enough to win. Like, yeah, he's not perfect, but you know what you're going to get with Jim Schwartz. You talk about issues we've had at corner in this team. Billy Davis, like Juan Castillo. I mean, oh, they've had some bad defense. We, we have, and I'm not. And again, I'm sitting there saying, again, maybe not firing, but he needs to have a little bit more faith in try, just letting young players figure it out on the field. I mean, I, I know that's not a popular opinion these days, but he has to. You, nobody's perfect overnight, and the only time you get better is if you throw them to the wolves and you know they, they either sink or swim. That's my own, my, my favorite analogy. You know, yeah, I, I can see that point. Out I can there, see that point. Let them play. If they fail, they fail. If they succeed, they succeed. But you're not going to know if you keep. Oh, we're going to start him this game. Bench him. No, you know you can't start. It's almost like in wrestling where you give somebody a push and then cancel. You can't keep doing that. You know you never are going to get a full determination on a player if you do that. Well, they, call, I think Dave. they we appreciate. It, I think they've tried to do that with Sydney. Sydney has just struggled to stay healthy. I mean they. They want Sydney to be out there. I don't think with Rasul, I don't think they've given Rasul a chance. But with Sydney, they want him to be out there. He just has had a bad combination of struggling and trouble staying healthy. I think this is a, a big year for both of them. Yeah, though. I think you and I, and obviously Darren, are all kind of on the same page with Rasul Douglas in that when he's played, I've actually liked what I've seen, or the majority of what I've seen. My understanding he doesn't have the foot speed. There are deficiencies to his game. But what he does, I think he does relatively well, and it's mm-hmm. someone you can get by with. I strongly disagree with the Slay point, obviously. I think yeah, and the Schwartz point. And the Schwartz point. But I, I get what he's saying with Rasul. You know where I'm at on Sydney. Like, I just, I'm out. I'm out. I know you're I'm out. out. I know. I'm out. And, and I, I want to be in. I loved the pick. When they took him in the second round, I thought it was a, a genius move. I said, you're getting the best cornerback in this draft in the second round. He's young. He'll heal. He'll be. He's never looked the same athletically. He's just never had that speed, that burst, that type of insane athleticism like he had at Washington and I just I'm at the point I know he made a couple nice plays last year I just I haven't seen enough from him to make me believe that he's all of a sudden going to turn a corner well what's interesting with Sydney is I mean think how long ago the Super Bowl feels like right like the Super Bowl feels like it's forever ago at this yeah. point Sydney was drafted before that yeah he was part of the Derek Barnett draft yeah, yeah. but also has only played 24 games yeah. like he has not even completed two well, he full missed that seasons. whole year like, he missed the yeah. whole year he's had hamstring issues so I think you still have to give him time to develop to Darren's point I don't know if it's where you just put him out there and sink or swim like you still have to field a productive team like if he's struggling that's hard to keep him out there but I think I still think Sydney can develop. I think he's a super small, a super smart football guy. I know that from talking to him. I know that when you talk to his teammates and his coaches, very hard worker. The physical part, we'll see. I mean, some people suffer a major injury like the Achilles, and they're just not the same. And it's unfortunate if that's the case. But after kind of being down on him last year, 
I'm back in on Sydney. Like, I do think he could turn into something. 215-592-9494. Back to the phones in one second. Quick question for you. All right. We've talked a lot about the concept of, you know, Kittle got paid. Kelsey got paid. It's Ertz's time now. We haven't really talked about the fact that Zach Ertz is under contract for not just this year, but next year as well. Mm -hmm. Why does it have to be now? Could the Eagles just play? The, I mean, he's there. It doesn't look like he's going to hold out or, or say, I'm actually going to leave or whatever. Like, why not just play this thing out to next season and, and let him play the year and, and figure it out after this mm -hmm. season? So there's a couple reasons why doing it now would make sense as opposed to waiting. If you do it now, you lower the cap hit probably for both this year and 2021. Ertz is on the books, I think, for $12 million this year, and I know it's for $12 million in 2021. So the cap hit's already relatively high. If you move him to $14 million, that's $2 million more in cap space. So that's one benefit of doing it now. The other benefit is, as we've talked about, Ertz is not 26 years old. So if you're going to give him another contract, if you're going to make him a guy that you want to commit to, doing it now as opposed to waiting a year and then giving him another deal, there's that argument. Now, it's probably not going to go up because the two guys have already signed their deal, deal Kittle yeah, and Kelsey. there's no other comps. That's the comp. No one else is coming up. I think the guy in, uh, I want to say San Diego, but the, the Hunter Chargers. Henry. I think he might be in line for one next offseason. And that's not Apple's time. I mean, he could have a big year and, and right. vault himself into that type of conversation. But I agree with you. I don't think from a contract perspective the Eagles are in danger of like with we talked about the Wentz thing you know yeah. or, or the DAC contract or where that we keep saying oh they didn't sign DAC and all these other deals that hurts them I don't think they're in danger with this specific situation so, of that. so from the Eagles perspective that's why you do it now you do it because you pay them earlier you know you, you can lower cap hits when you need to in the next two years and they balloon but you still lower them now from Ertz's perspective when I think about a holdout I think about Brandon Graham prior to 2017 Brandon Graham had was coming off a good year we all remember at the time it was, you got to pay Brandon. He's the best defensive end on the team. He was initially going to hold out, did not hold out, came in. Eagles won the Super Bowl. Brandon Graham's a Philadelphia legend. What Brandon also did, though, at the end of that year was hurt his ankle before entering free agency. And I think Brandon's decision to come in, although it was the right thing to do for the team, and he will never pay for a drink in his life in Philadelphia because of it, probably cost him money because he got hurt and then he's not as valuable on the open market. From Zach Ertz's perspective, I do not think he'll do that, do this, but from his perspective, holding out would be the smart thing to do. Absolutely. He's valuable. If he does not him. have a contract to start this year, I mean, it is it is insane of him to play without a contract. Or, yeah. But again, he's still under contract for next year. It's one of those weird things where that's where we're at in the NFL now, where it's always like the year before your last year is when you really got It's crazy. But, and I know you're on my side with this overall, like- Players have to get paid. A hundred percent. When you have value as a player, you have to capitalize you on it. You have such a small window in your life as a football player to make your peak amount of money, to yes. do what you do best, to do what you were born to do. You have such a small window to make the most money you can make in that window. I will never begrudge, especially considering the, what they're doing to their bodies, what they're putting themselves mm -hmm. through, the stuff later in life, all that stuff. Like I will never begrudge a player for trying to get paid. Because let, let's play this out. Let's say Zach Ertz doesn't hold out, which he's down at the Novacare now, so it does not seem like he's going to hold out. He plays this year, suffers an injury, misses five weeks. Dallas Goddard goes in, you know, kills it, averages 100 yards per game, looks like Zach Ertz. Are the Eagles more or less, more or less likely to pay Ertz at the end of next year? Less. Like, if he suffers a major injury, that impacts him. So, mm -hmm. Zach Ertz's value, in theory, is only going down from here. 
Now, if that's a reason not to sign him, that's a different discussion. But from Ertz's that was pers- kind of, that was why I brought up initially that that does kind of make you think like, well, wait a year and, and get him for cheaper, maybe. Yeah, I mean, wear him down another year, see if he gets hurt, play it out, see if you want to give him a contract. But we also know? haven't seen the Eagles do that. Like they've paid That's true. Jason always Peters, out in front, right? Always out they, in front. They've paid Brandon Brooks at an older age. So if it's if Howie talks a lot about having guys on the team that are Eagles, like Eagles for life, you've seen the way he treats certain players. Zach Ertz is one of those guys. So if you're going to pay him, do it now. Don't wait a year when he's then a year older and you're in this deal for longer. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go to Wilmington and talk to Eugene. Hey, Eugene. Eugene, once. Yes, we will not twice. be talking to Eugene from it, Wilmington it, right now. Sorry, sorry. Oh, oh, okay. Just under the wire. I was about to click it. Eugene, what's on yeah, your I mind, know, my I friend? I know, I know. Listen, I think they should pay Zach Ertz, you know, do like uh, Harper him, you know? Like Real Moto try, trying to do with his Real Moto. So you think Carson Wentz should do that is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, because he is his favorite target. And like the other guy said before, he'll only get better. He, well, no, he he won't he won't be declining because he runs routes so perfectly. Yep. You can't decline on that, you know. If you're not, if you got the knowledge in your head, how can you decline on your route running, right? Yeah, so, I, I, well, I mean, you can physically decline, of course, but productivity and everything. They gotta pay backers. All right, Eugene, thanks for the call. I, Eugene feels very strongly they need to pay Zach Ertz. He's a one-issue caller. Just yeah, pay I, Zach Ertz. I yeah. thought Eugene brought it personally. Let's go to North <laughs> Philly and talk to someone I know will bring it. Hey, David, how you doing, buddy? Hey, what's up, fellas? How's it going, man? All right, too much crazy talk. All right, number one, this team is not built to rebuild. You got three years from this whole thing collapsing. Yep. So, and I mean, well, that, I That's to, a scary I mean, thought, David. Listen, offensive line, break it down. Over, you got to look at how they speak and how they look at it over a three-year period, two years and three years down the line. Kelsey, Lane Johnson is going to be, what, 32 or 33? Mm-hmm. Brandon Brooks is going to be 33 or 34. Yeah. This team is going to replace consecutively two potential Hall of Famers? Well, not to mention your starting right guard right now is 38. I didn't even factor him in because we got a young guy that's supposed to be Right, but there. they they skipped the young guy. So as of right now, of your five starters on the offensive line, three of them in two years are probably gone. Lane well, how might old, be here. How old's Brooks? Brooks is signed, right? Obviously, yeah, but, he'll be back. Uh, I'm talking about for we're, we're talking about the future, now. right? So yeah. Brooks is signed. Like the idea is, we want Brandon Brooks back in 2021, right? Yeah. So I'm just yeah. talking. I'm just trying to understand like what we're talking. Well, about. Well, his point is correct think- though that the offensive line is old. Older. Yeah, old, no, old. It's not even that it's just old. I'm talking about replacing guys at a superior level. Yep. Before we start getting with even if you get a first round for um for Earth, you had, he's a Hall of Famer. So before this team, this team isn't flush with Hall of Famers to begin with. Now you're talking about replacing guys at the highest peak level, and then we draft the quarterback in the second round? Well, I agree with that. That was a I agree. From a roster construction standpoint, a really mystifying type of pick considering all the holes. But so, Dave, uh, just to get understand what you're saying, are you implying that they should be going all in for a three year window? Because after that, like they basically need to start over. Is that kind of you where have, you're at? You have no choice. I mean, mm-hmm. I, again, you know, I love the Eagles. 
But I'm looking around at this roster, and I'm just going there to complete position groups. The safety position, you're going to need to bring somebody in that's going to be a solid player that you can depend on. The linebacker, you're going to need to get somebody in there. Even with the young guys, you're still going to need somebody. Two or three years from now, Fletcher Cox, another Hall of Famer, you got to replace them. We still don't know what Derek Barnett is. Mm-hmm. These are entire position groups. Now, Dave, How are you going to do that with three first-round picks going forward? And you're going to be left with a talented running back, a talented quarterback, hopefully, and a talented wide receiver, hopefully. So, Dave, just to clarify, would you trade Zach Ertz for first-round pick? Absolutely not. You now that he's saying you got to win now. David, great, okay. great call, as always. I understand that point, but at the same point, you also just can't say, like, we're screwed in the future, so let's just give up. We'll we'll get more into that next. I think it's a really interesting philosophical Yeah, because I disagree with you Well, that, especially because so. Howie Roseman has talked about the fact that they just had that three-year window, and now they're trying to start a new, longer window. Right. We'll get into that coming up next. It's Elliot Short Parks. It's James Seltzer. It's Go Birds Radio. And as we all know, the playoffs are here. Hockey, basketball, baseball action is continuing, and football's right around the corner as we are talking about here today. So many of the Go Birds faithful, faithful have already joined us and set up their accounts and are having a blast. Legally betting on games makes m- makes them more fun. I promise you that's true because I've been doing it on the Park Sportsbook app and it just makes it more fun. Here's one for you. I think Philadelphia's basketball team is going to lose in the playoffs. I feel incredibly confident about it. I'm sad about it, but hey, if you're going to feel the pain of them losing anyway... Boston at minus 375 to win the series feels like a pretty good bet to maybe make a little money for you while also feeling the pain. And and guess what? If Philadelphia wins, then who cares? It's a it's a win on both sides because we love the home teams. And like you, uh, that's why we use the home team and have the home field advantage when it comes to sports betting. My team at Parks Casino Sportsbook is right here in Bucks County. Your action and your money are safe and secure on their easy-to-use sports betting app. The only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania. The Parks Casino Sportsbook app, bet with the best. Sign up now, and here's the key. You get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Yes, $500. Download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use the promo code GOBIRDS, G-O-B-I-R-D-S, GOBIRDS, to get your risk-free bet of up to $500. That's P-A-R-X-Casino.com slash PA. The website has all the details. Your risk-free bet is refunded on a loss as a free bet. We mentioned it before, but if you want to check out the podcast at Go Birds Pod on Twitter, we do three pods a week. It is, of course, Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino, Elliott Shore Parks. And James Seltzer coming your way. And one of the... Also on all the podcast apps. And oh, Yeah, well, yes, yes, of course. All you have yes. to do is just open it, search, open and we're up, right there. You know, yeah. I, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, right. all of it. You know, you know, for a man that's not great on Twitter, you certainly love to plug the Twitter more than well, the podcast. I, I'm, yeah, I, you know? like you're, you're like, it's on Twitter, like says the guy well, that, you know. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. How about that? So, yeah, I'm not Mr. Twitter. I think everyone knows that about me. I try my best. But, yeah, uh, anywhere you find your podcast, just type in Go Birds, check it out. We really appreciate it. And uh, you can get involved, obviously. And, and one of the really cool things about the podcast is we love the radio show and, and doing this, too. But the podcast allows us to reach out and mm. and get to a lot of different people and create communities and our good buddy in Tampa 
calling in from Tampa, spreading the Go Birds love down to Florida. Angel in Tampa. Hey, buddy. Hey, Jimmy. Indeed, indeed. I'm always spreading the good word down here in Tampa. You have to because we're, you know, unfortunately, I'm in the home of the Bucks, and it's all Tom Brady all of a sudden. Oh, and I can it, imagine. I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's it's yeah. probably a different vibe down there for the Bucks. Yeah, you know, the, the fans down here, like the two, three fans that are down here, probably five more than Dallas, <laughs> but, you know, a couple of extra fans that come out here, and they're all, you know, about TV 12, and it's, just, it's getting old and ridiculous, but whatever to the Tampa fans. But, uh, no, you guys, the, the plethora of topics here that you guys are talking about, you know, Zach Ertz and, and, you know, do we deal him, do we not deal him? But my thing with Elliot is yesterday Angel was talking to Doug, and Doug mm-hmm. talked about Greg Ward, and I know yes. he hasn't been much chatter. But he talked about Greg Ward, and Greg Ward was doing exciting things as far as what, what Doug can see. What have you seen, Elliot, if anything? If you get any kind of video as far as Greg Ward, and also because of Don, Deshaun Jack coming back, supposedly there was a, someone filming a clip of him on the field. Yeah, and him and Darius Slay. Yep. Yeah. So and Darius apparently got burned, but now he I guess he sent a uh, video over to, to Chad Ochocinco, and he liked what he saw. Yeah, so what you're talking about is a – first of all, I love the practice video analysis. That's how you know we're ready for football. Oh, like, we yeah. are ready. Oh, yeah. So the video you're talking Wait, it's about – It's like the third person who's mentioned one yeah. of these videos. So. Yeah. So uh, Deshaun Jacks. so the team is practicing at the NovaCare right now. Media is not allowed in yet, but they are practicing. So a one-on-one drill between Deshaun Jackson and Darius Slay. Deshaun beats Darius Slay deep gets a touchdown from Carson. He sends out the video to, of course, Chad Ochocinco from Cincinnati Bengals, because who else would you send this video yeah, to? Yeah, sure, right? And, yeah, and it's on Twitter. So my, my take on the videos is uh, good for Deshaun. He looks healthy. I think Deshaun is, like, the perfect practice player, and he's obviously great on the field as well. But covering Deshaun in practice, I've seen it over the years, it's almost impossible. He's a phenomenal route runner. He's very quick. You can't touch him, like – well, All especially to that specific video, press coverage, one-on-one. Like, yeah, who's going to be able to turn around and run with him like that? Like, it's, uh, He's going to beat 99.9% of people in that situation, no matter for, what. For sure. But to your question about Greg Ward. So, yeah, Doug talked about it. And then um, earlier in the week, I, I asked Doug about it as well with Greg Ward because he's a guy that – and I think it's a good name to bring up when talking about Zach Ertz because one thing we've heard a lot with Ertz today is Carson trusts Zach Ertz. I think Carson trusts Greg Ward. We've seen him throw it to him in big spots last year. They got those reps in big games. Obviously, the game-winning touchdown against Washington. I think Greg Ward is going to play quite a bit. Um, look, he's not going to play over Deshaun. But outside of that, like he can play in the slot. A uh, little undersized for the outside. Not as quick as some of the other guys. But I think Greg Ward is going to be a part of this team. Uh, Doug said this week he's in that starting rotation. So, of all the guys last year, you talk about the young guys that played. Boston Scott gets talked about a lot, but Greg Ward is also going to be on the team playing and earned that last year. Yeah, I know. I agree. And the other thing was, too, with uh, with the both Jalen's, because that's another thing he brought up this weekend, and I'm almost certain you did as well, with Jalen Hurts, because I know you were talking about it today. I'm almost leapfrogging Jalen Hurts, even though he doesn't have a lot of rep time, but I'm almost like pretty much leapfrogging him over Nate Sudfield. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm the only one, but – I like Nate, don't get me wrong, but I think Jalen can produce more than what Nate can. Great call, Angel. Well, I mean, look, I understand the playbook thing. I do. Like, learning a playbook is hard in the NFL. Going into a game when you haven't had a full offseason is hard. I agree with that. But Jalen Hurts should be, as a second-round pick and a guy that obviously had a phenomenal college career, 
like you would think and hope he'd be talent. The the talent discrepancy between him and Nate would be so large that you could find a way to succeed with him more, even with a limited playbook, than you would with Nate. Because and I like Nate as a prospect, I do. But sixth round pick, been in the league for a long time, has only thrown one meaningful throw. Like Jalen, he's not going to be the backup, but I do think it's like a bit of a. Concern's not the right word, but it's disappointing he's not the backup, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think, and look, I, again, I think that is as much because of this weird off-season training camp thing as, as anything else. I, I just think it's I would hope. I mean, but that makes sense, right? I mean, no preseason games, no opportunity for them to really, I yes. mean, they haven't even really started practicing yet, and we're 28 days away from the season or whatever. I mean, there's a kid who's coming in who was not, he was already expected to need work. Like, project mm-hmm. is a strong term. I'm not saying he's a project, but he's certainly not someone— There's a reason he was a second-round pick. Like, yes. you know, he's not someone who's expected to just step in and be ready to take over an NFL team day one. So I can understand it, but look, I— you want Hurts to be good enough that that's not an issue, and, right? You want when they get on the practice field for them to be like, oh, wow, that dude's just way better. And that's my thing. Like, right. I, I hope that's what we see when we're able to get into practice, where it's like, wow. Oh, Nate, look yeah. at that. Like, Jalen Hurts is way better than Nate Sudfeld. Yeah. Because that's what you need. No I disrespect agree. to Nate, but Jalen should be way better than I Nate mean, Sudfeld. He, he better be. All he right, better let's be. Let's put it that way. It's also, again, the, the uh, Jalen Hurts pick is a wormhole you could go down for forever, but – not great that your second-round pick is starting the season the backup to the backup. Yeah, it's not what you want. No, it's not what you want. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. In a second, I want to get back to what David in North Philly brought up and the idea of the window now versus the long term. But first, let's go to Manhattan and talk to Manhattan Jack. Hey, Jack, do you do you go by Manhattan Jack in everyday life, or is this just a, uh, a sports caller radio type of thing? Actually, good question. Um, Mad Mike <laughs> motivated me to get a handle. I like so it. I'm a long time. I'm a long time listener of you guys, uh, your your radio station, and this is the very first time calling in. Wow! That's how well, good you guys thank are. You, man. you motivated me. Thank you. That's, That's a true honor. Yeah, we really appreciate it. It's like you guys are like Batman or Robin. I don't know which one's Batman. I don't know which one's Robin. Well, let, let me say this. Well, James is definitely Batman for what it's worth. But but also, uh, it's, your you fir- it's your first call in, right? I think me yep. and James officially, the nickname is given. You are Manhattan Jack. Done. Like, Manhattan done. Jack. Saving it in the it. system. That's a phenomenal nickname, it number one. It is a one. great nickname. Yeah. It is a really good one. You are here from here on out, Manhattan Jack. I appreciate it, guys. I no appreciate problem. It. So, so what's on your mind? The next thing I'm going to say is I cannot believe I'm actually agreeing with Elliot right now. Huh. Welcome to the, <laughs> welcome <laughs> to the good side. You. <laughs> you're, you're not the first but, person uh, to say that. I, you know, I'm in the business world, and we have a saying in the business world. You don't break something to fix something. So – one of our biggest strengths in on our team is the tight end position, mm-hmm. right? And we can't go backwards. These two guys are a good combination. You don't want to go we're, – we're a better team with Zach Ertz. And think about it. If you put those two guys on the field with a couple of burners on the outside, how many more catches are they going to – how many more well, catches is he going to catch? Jack, that's when a, they stretch that field. Yeah, out, that's a fascinating thought, especially considering how they've clearly approached this offseason. Uh, certainly, the draft just getting speedster guys. Deshaun, obviously here, if healthy. I mean, that is a, it's a fascinating idea. We've talked a lot about how stagnant the offense seemed at times, and the biggest reason for that was they couldn't stretch the field. It felt like it was very compressed. Wentz didn't really have anywhere to go with it. It was frustrating. It was frustrating. So I think that's an interesting idea. Two big dudes in the middle, controlling the middle of the field and letting guys kind of spread it a little bit. Elliot, what do you think of that as an offensive scheme type of idea? And to Manhattan Jack's point, like – 
yeah, when you have the guys on the outside, it'll work out better. And I, I'm not changing my opinion on Ertz whatsoever, but I think one of the reasons the offense has been so slow in plotting is because that is kind of who Zach Ertz is as a player, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he goes eight yards down the field and gets open, and it's he does it phenomenally. I 100% agree. Like, don't try to break what's already well, – I forget the saying now. I'm going to mess it up. Don't don't fix don't, what's not broken or whatever. I'm bad with – Yeah, don't break something ba- to Bad with colloqu- colloquialism. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so yeah. I believe the one we're looking for is if it ain't broke, don't fix it is yeah. the one we're looking yeah, for. Well, or I guess the saying, the saying could also yep. be don't trade Zach Ertz. Like, just <laughs> yep. don't do it. Yep. I mean, look, I get the value of a first-round pick, but – First-round picks are only assets. Like, they're not players that are going to help you out on the field. You have to draft somebody good. Zach Gertz is going to go down, in my opinion, as one of, like, the five best players to ever wear an Eagles uniform. Wow. Like, I think that's how oh, good he is. Totally agree. So wow. I totally agree. And Man, and Jack, also, you're, you're agreeing with Elliot on everything here. Yeah, you got to call on every I week, I know. Man. It's a crazy Saturday, man. Crazy <laughs> Saturday. So, also, the guy catches the ball. How many yes. drop passes did you see last year? The guy catches the ball. Jack, will you okay? will you call us more often, please? Oh yeah, yeah. This is you broke. Let's make this a thing. You are, you are officially Manhattan, Jack. Great first okay. call. And, Let's keep them coming. All right. Hey, and I I wish you guys both the best. You guys are really good at what you do. I think this is a winning combination. You Thanks. rival uh, Glenn and uh, Ray. Oh, wow. Jack, you should get some. Fart- to get some competition to the Godfather. Yeah, <laughs> Jack, great call, man. And call- I've never called into that. Thing. We really appreciate it. Call us more. Okay. Um, I mean, no, I appreciate it, but Glenn and Ray are the goats. and we're It's just- still even just cool to walk it, into the studio. It's and- like an honor. <laughs> yeah. I walk in, and I'm like, I'm on the air after Glenn and Ray. Like, those are legends. Well, and also, like, so growing up, obviously, we both grew up, uh, you know, in the area. WIP. Be- yeah, all, all that, that for sure. sure. But, like. You hear about Ray Dinger and his yellow notepads. And then you actually see them. And then you see him. Because you're kind of like, all right, let's be real. The guy probably does not keep yellow notepads. Like a little bit, right? And then, you know, you see him on TV and he has them. But seeing him in person, I mean, you know. It's one of my favorite things is when Ray comes into the studio. And granted, he's been doing more from home for our hits and stuff for obvious reasons. All that with, uh, you know, less people in the studio and all that. But when when Ray comes in and just lays down like this notebook, that notebook, this piece of paper here, this piece of paper here. And it's like a, it's like a, a, a thing that just surrounds him yes. with all this stuff and he knows where everything is. And it's like beautiful mind and it's awesome. Well, you know, many people say that my quarterback stats are the Ray Dinger <laughs> of yellow tablets. You know, many, oh, many have said that. Well, coming up at the last segment of the show, we're going to get into that because hopefully we believe that next time when we do this show, you will have a week's worth of actual with your own eyes. Stuff My patented trademark quarterback It'll training camp stats. Quickly before we get back to the phones, what David in North Philly said about the window now, uh, his belief that the next three years are everything, and after that they're in a lot of trouble. Where yeah. do you come down on that? I I disagree. I mean, I agree with that. That the team is built to win now, no matter what we you know, no matter what Howie says, no matter what the narrative is. And we talked about this last week. Like, this idea that the Eagles can't compete this year is not true. Like, I'm not trading Zach Ertz just because the team might not win the Super Bowl. Like, that's foolish. I think their Eagles are a playoff team. And if you're a playoff team, you have a chance. Like, getting Carson playoff reps is absolutely huge. I think maybe for the first time since we started working together, I'm higher on the Eagles right now than you are. Like unbelievable. So this idea that they're they're not going to compete, I mean, they have a Super Bowl-winning head coach. They have one of the best franchises in the league. Like, the team is talented. I know that they have long-term issues, and I'm not saying that they're in talent. They are as talented as they used to be, 
but they're still good enough to be a playoff team. And that makes me want to keep Ertz. I'm not punting on this year. I'm just I'm just not, especially with one I'm of not, the best I'm not players. Saying they should punt on the year for to be fair. Like right. I, I especially look, I you know I always say week to week, year to year. I, I, I do think the NFL is a league where anything can happen any year. We just saw the Niners go from four and twelve and go to the Super Bowl. And granted, the, you know, Jimmy was injured part of that year before and all that. Right. Uh, you know, we see the 2017 Eagles. Not a single person, other than Doug freaking Peterson, came into that year saying, this team is a Super Bowl caliber team. We, No one thought it. And mm-hmm. then things broke the right way. Things went the right way. So I, I truly do believe in the NFL that if you're of a certain level, then yes, anything can happen year to year. I just look at this team and I just feel like it. I'm not expecting it. Is more well, the Niners are an interesting team to bring up because if you compare the two, I think we both agree Doug and Kyle Shanahan elite head coaches. Carson Wentz and Jimmy Garoppolo, we can debate the talent discrepancy. Similar I mean, Wentz age. is way better. Okay, sure. whatever. We can debate that another way day. Way better. But, okay. Like that, night and day. I, I disagree. But they're both <laughs> we'll, similar we'll, we'll age. Debate they, have, they both torn an ACL. Like, the Niners and the Eagles should be in similar situations. I, I get that Kittle is younger, and that is an impact, a major factor. Don't get me wrong. But we saw the Niners – pay Kittle. Like, if the Eagles trade Ertz, that does say a lot about where they really think they are. 215-592-9494. Coming up next, Elliot, we think, will be down at the Novacare yes. Complex this week. We'll get his thoughts on what's going to be going on down there, what he's going to see, plus your calls. It's Elliot, it's James, it's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. John Johnson coming your way in just 15 minutes from now. He'll take you up to a little Phillies-Mets action tonight as the Phillies uh, go for two in a row. What a miracle that would be. What a thought. They're so bad, man. It's horrendous. They're so... The the biggest thing is that it just sucks the fun out of it because you can never actually enjoy it because you're just always waiting for that hammer to come down you could be up five runs and you know that that there's a really good chance they're going to screw it up it's a bummer well the weird thing about watching them and and listening to them is that they are fun to listen to because like the offense can be really exciting Mm -hmm. right and then in a sick twisted way just like we're witnessing history with this bullpen schadenfreude right yeah it's almost like you you can't turn it off you can't look away (laughs) from the accident so in that way, it's been extremely exciting season. Yeah, I wish I could look away. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Coming up in a minute, we'll get the lowdown on uh, on what's going to be going down over at Novacare uh, this upcoming week. As we believe Elliot will be there to actually see Philadelphia Eagles players doing things in person. What a crazy thought! For now, let's go back to the phones and go to Collegeville and talk to Steve. Hey, Steve. What's going on, Go Birds Radio? What up, yes. man? Well done, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, this has been a, screen, a strange year. Elliot is right about something. Yeah. <laughs> the strangest, That's what 2020 will be remembered for. I got a take right. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, so uh, I wanted to call in to say that I don't think the cap situation in 2021 is quite as bad as mm-hmm. everyone is acting. We got Alshon, who's definitely going to be cut next year. We don't know if Deshaun will be back. If Brandon Books is back, he'll be back on a much lower contract coming off a big injury. Mm, I, I I I'm not so sure about need... that one. I think you were make, you were correct about the first few, but Brandon Brooks just redid his deal, so I don't know if that, that gets uh, redone. Um, yeah, I'm not sure where I read it, but he's due like, a lot of money next year, and I'm pretty sure we can save like over $10 million by cutting mm. him. I'll have to look into that one. But here, the point I'll say about the salary cap is 
you're right that they can get out of the hole. Like getting out of, and I think they're projected to be around fifty million um, after the money rolls over, fifty million uh, over the cap. You're right, they can get out of it. The issue is every off season, the moves you just talked about, which would usually end with them having thirty million dollars in cap space. So that's the concern: is that yeah, you can get out of it, but then where's the money going to come to improve the team and to replace the players that you just released? Like I'm not huge on Alshon. But we have no idea if they have anybody that can replace him. Like, Deshaun could be back in 2021. He's a guy I could see staying on a lower salary type deal just because he, he loves to be in Philadelphia so much. But if he's not, who's replacing him? So that's the tough part of having to cut all these guys to save money is you then don't have the money to replace them. Yeah, well, we just drafted two really fast receivers. So hopefully, you know, we can replace Deshaun with one of those guys. And we got mm-hmm. Greg Ward to, to be the sort of underneath guy. And I just think the two tight end offense is such a, our strength that, like, getting rid of that over the next five years, like, that's I want both guys for the next five years. Yeah, Steve, I, I think that's been the, the predominant kind of feeling today is is keep Ertz. And, and look, I, again, I'm, I'm torn. I, I'm not – I wouldn't be upset if that's the way it went, but – Right, and I agree. Like, on the surface, yeah, you for sure keep both guys. The two tight end sets are awesome. But again, statistically, it shows the Eagles are not great out of twelve personnel. Yeah, that's, just, that, that raises which is a question weird. with it. Yeah, but no, I, I agree overall. Again, the ultimate point is, and as we talked about today, if if you have to either trade or uh, you know sign Ertz, you keep him. Period. Like you do, you need the talent. All right, let's go to Ridley Park and talk to Larry, who's going to round us out today on the phones. Hey, Larry. Stoltz, how you doing today? Good to talk to you, brother. I'm good, man. How are you? Good, good. Listen, um, I'm not sure if you could consider the Eagles lineup or their their um, uh, team lineup intact in here. But there's four names that I don't know if are still after. Would, but do you think the Eagles would have any consideration? Would Number one would be Logan Ryan, who's a cornerback mm-hmm. uh, out there, Clowney. And, again, did they, did they sign Vinny uh, Curry just so that they could go on the cheap instead of signing somebody like a Clowney? And the other two on, on offense would be a – a, a Taylor, Gabriel, and Devontae Freeman. Could you yeah. see if there would be any interest at any one of those four players? Larry, thanks for the call. Elliot's going to give an yeah, answer I can, here. I can go through each of them. Um, I think of the four, Devontae Freeman's the most likely. Uh, I do like their running back depth chart, as I said. I think they have a very good one. I, I think Freeman helps them. He's a good player. The issue with all of this is money. We were just talking about it. I mean, they need every dollar they have right now. They have about $20 million in cap space, I think. But you need that all to roll over into next year. So signing anybody, you have to really feel like you need them. I don't know if they're going to really feel like they need any of those guys. Taylor Gabriel, speed receiver. Uh, I believe he has some history in Rich Gangarillo's offense. So there's some, there's some, uh, some ties there. But again, like you're going to have to wait and see how these guys look in camp before you do that. I think Clowney is just not happening. I, I love talking about it. I can see why it always comes up. You're not paying him eight or nine million dollars, and you maybe not even paying him five or six. Like that's a significant chunk to to give away. So, and Logan Ryan, um, actually heard that he views himself more as a safety than a corner. I think he would uh, be willing to come in and play corner, but I don't know if you need him at this point because he was at his best, if I'm not mistaken, last year in the slot. So. Uh, I don't think any of those guys end up on the team. All, right. all good names, but I don't think they end up here. What are we expecting this week, E? I know it's still not 100% mm-hmm. and all that, but but what are we expecting? Will we have the tweets? Will we have the, the videos? What's going to happen this I week? I am hopeful there will be tweets. 
I'm hopeful. So everyone is. As that, Eagles, that's all we're waiting for. Yeah, I mean, it's what the world lives for, if we're being honest. <laughs> but so as Eagles are kind of ramped up here uh, in their COVID-19 training camp, uh, the first week or two, or the first week was kind of just like conditioning, getting tested, all that stuff. The last week, week and a half, they've been able to hold some semblance of practice. They've done walkthroughs. Now, over the last three days, they've been able to really kind of do one-on-one drills, 11-on-11, or 7-on-7s, that type of stuff. Monday is when training camp starts. It's when they can put the pads on. It's when they can hit. It's when they can run full practices. So starting this Monday is the true beginning of training camp. And, yeah, look, like my favorite time of the year is training camp. We know. Not even close. I know. I love training camp more than the you playoffs. Live, you I love live it. for it. Yes, it's my favorite time of the year. So I could not be more excited for Monday. Definitely going out, getting some you know new outfits for the week. Swag. Yeah, exactly. So um, <laughs> I'm super excited. And uh, look, it'll just be great. Like I love that we're talking about. We've callers calling up, talking about videos of Deshaun and Darius Slay one on one. Watkins, we got a video. Yeah, call like up. I'm. Great. I'm pumped that next week when we're here, we'll we'll have like depth chart updates. Well, who, who's doing good? Who's not? Where do they need to address? Like all off season, we've known these things, but it's kind of been the same piece of pieces of information we've been analyzing. This time next week, we'll have a full week of practices. Oh, buddy. Buddy, we'll be doing the show next Saturday, 1 to 3, and actually have real football action yes. to talk about. It's thrilling. It's, this is thrilling. This look, is very man, exciting stuff. It's been a crazy year, but football being back, like I said, like I look at the videos, and I can like I can smell training camp. I can like see the sun on the grass. Like people, I mean, There probably won't be Rita's this year, but you know, there's a, it's very exciting that training camp Yeah, well, certainly. Look, we could use a lift here in Philadelphia sports right yeah. now. We could use something to just give us a little juice right yeah, now. Yeah, especially after the yesterday. Oh, buddy. Uh, speaking of which, Phillies Mets tonight here on WIP, so tune in for that. Phillies did win yesterday. Who's pitching tonight? Uh, Nola, I believe. It's Nolan Wheeler the next two, I believe. So. Okay. So, you know, got a chance. Quick, quick, quick analysis how Spencer Howard did. It was okay. Okay. You know, I, I thought he got a little unlucky. He was fine. Um yeah, I, I think. Look, I think he's going to be really good. I, I think he's still just figuring it out. First and two starts, still so, feeling so. good. So so, yeah, I still feel good. He's got this stuff. He'll be fine. Okay, that's been the baseball analysis hour. With, uh, <laughs> I e uh, high hopes will, radio. We will be back again uh, next Saturday, one to three. Stick with us, and again, anywhere you get podcasts, iTunes, uh, all that stuff. Check out Go Birds Pod at Go Birds Pod on Twitter. So John Johnson is coming your way next, but of course. Playoffs are here for hockey and basketball and baseball action continues as we just talked about. Football's right around the corner. So many of the Go Birds faithful have already joined us and set up their accounts and are having a blast. Legally betting on sports makes the games more fun. And like you, we all love the home teams, and that's why we go with the home team that have the home field advantage when it comes to sports betting. Now, maybe I won't go with the home team in basketball because I think that Boston is better. So maybe if you want to prepare yourself for the emotional pain, make a little money as well. Boston minus 375 to win the series feels like a pretty safe bet for me. And my team at Parks Casino Sportsbook is right here in Bucks County. Your action and your money are safe and secure on their easy-to-use sports betting app. The only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania. The Parks Casino Sportsbook app. Bet with the best. It's fun. It's easy. It's intuitive. Sign up now and get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Yes, $500. 
Download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use the promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S. Go Birds. That's Go Birds to get your risk-free bet of up to $500. That's P-A-R-X-Casino.com slash PA. The website has all the details. Risk-free bet is refunded on your loss as a free bet. 